The playoffs are upon us. Someone thinks that I am being arbitrary in my praise, and baseball is once again proving they don't want new fans. But I do, here on Locked On MLB. Locked on MLB, your daily MLB podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Check out my lower third. You can call me Sully. Today's episode is being dropped on the 7th day of October 2022, just in time for the baseball playoffs to start. And you can follow us at Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. So, yeah, this is the most fun time of the year. This is the dessert. We just had a fantastic meal that was the 162-game season. As I scratch my nose, I can tell you we're now at the dessert. We're at the part where everyone remembers this is this is the eve. Someone on the Rays, the Guardians, the Phillies, the Cardinals, the Mariners, the Blue Jays, the Padres, the Mets, Los Angeles Dodgers, the Braves, the Yankees, or the Astros. Someone on one of those teams are going to wake up on the morning of the 7th and not realize that the postseason that will define their career is about to start. And sometimes a player comes out of nowhere. Were you picking Jorge Soler or Rosario last year to be the heroes there? What about Steve Pierce when he woke up at the beginning of the 2018 postseason to know that he would go on to be the World Series MVP? Or Howie Kendrick? With all the stars playing in baseball in 2019, it was Howie Kendrick who hit massive clutch home runs in the Division Series and the World Series and was the National Championship Series MVP to help Washington win that year. Or Corey Seager, or sometimes you look up and it's a Rajay Davis at a losing cause or a Ben Zobrist at a winning cause. You don't know. There's always some person who gets to cement their legacy And one of them is going to wake up, not know it, and here we are. But I want to go over just a couple of quick things before we delve into the minutiae that is playoff baseball. First of all, I need to address a YouTube commenter. Uh, Michael uh, Sloniker, I think is pronounced his name. Michael, forgive me if I'm mispronouncing your name had issues with my final who owned baseball tally that I announced the other day. Uh, The National League hitter who led baseball, who owned baseball was Pete Alonso with 10 and a half, who was ahead of Paul Goldschmidt and Manny Machado. And the pitcher was Sandy Alcantara. This is for the National League. I'm telling you why I'm doing the National League. Uh, Michael Slotiker is clearly a Dodger fan who says, who owned baseball, but no mention of anyone from the 111-win Dodgers? Where's Freddie Freeman, Trey Turner, Julio Arias, Mookie Betts? Seems a little arbitrary to me. And I promised him I would address this. 
Now let's look at the word arbitrary. The definition is based on random choice or personal whim rather than any reason or system. Okay, first and foremost, none of this was random. You think that I came up with Pete Alonzo for random reasons? Am I suddenly a Mets fan? Do you think that I would have had Alec Manoa have the highest uh, WAB total of any American League pitcher because I don't have a system? That I don't have a reason for it? When you look at the top pitchers that I have, let's just pick the National League, okay? You have Sandy Alcantara with 15. I think that's pretty safe to say that wasn't a random pick. I didn't just come up with Sandy Alcantara out of thin air and that he would be so far ahead of everyone. And that some of the other ones would be Corbin Burns, Hugh Darvish, Aaron Nola, Carlos Rodon, all of whom had wonderful seasons this year. This is based upon the events of that individual day. And there was a bunch of days where Pete Alonso had the biggest day of any National League hitter. Paul Goldschmidt is after him, Manny Machado, Kyle Schwarber, C.J. Cron, Nolan Arenado, Francisco Lindor, Albert Pujols. Then you have Mookie Betts. You know, Mookie Betts is there. A little further down the line, Freddie Freeman. I personally think Freddie Freeman has an intriguing case to be the National League most valuable player. That's not what who owns baseball tallies. It's based on who had the best day that individual day. It's the system. I wouldn't come up with these names or numbers. Now, is there where you may make a point and why I don't completely throw it in the trash? Is is there any element of this that has a personal whim to it? Yes. Yes. But it's a slight part of it. I look at the stats and I, and I most of the time I go to like baseballreference.com it's the greatest website in the history of the planet earth or I'll go to espn.com which ain't bad and I will see who had the best stats for that day. That's where I start. Did someone have four or five hits that I didn't notice? Did someone hit two home runs? Did someone pitch seven innings, letting up one run? And yes, some of my own personal uh, feelings get in the way. I will always lean on someone who goes deeper into the game than someone who had five great innings. I'll always lean against someone who, if they, if you have two players who hit two home runs that night, but one of them hit a home run off of a position player pitching, I'm not going to lean as much on that one. If someone got a big, huge hit to help defeat a team rival, that may weigh a little more than, say, someone who went three for four against a bad team. So, yes, some personal feeling does come into this a little bit. I don't think every hit is uh, is created equally. I don't think every home run is created equally. A two-run walk-off home run in the bottom of the ninth it's going to weigh a little more than, as I said, hitting a garbage time home run off of a middle infielder coming in to pitch to help relieve the bullpen. So it's the personal element comes down when it is weighing between two players. Which one do I give the wob to? This one or this one? That's where the personal whim comes in. But it is a system. It is a system that I created. And, by the way, it's a system that if you're not a fan of, you can do it too.
you can do it too. If you don't like how I do WAB, guess what? I did it for free. The only thing it cost me was time. And you're more than welcome to come up with your own version. I've had listeners who didn't like how I did WAB in the past. They said, go on, do it on. And do what they did. Some have had different methods. Some have had different scoring methods. And I think that's great. It'd be interesting if your WAB matches my WAB. And in the end, it's a it's a conversation starter. But what I want to squash right away, and this is the implication, and that is I'm not appreciating the 111-win Los Angeles Dodger team. First of all, and my father may rest in peace. I hope you're not listening wherever you are. I have no beef with the Dodgers. If the Mets can't win the World Series, and I have many, many friends and relatives who are Mets fans, I hope the Dodgers go to the World Series. They, they play right down the street from me. And there are lots of Dodger fans where I work. So, yeah, I'm, I'm more likely to talk about baseball with people who are interested. If the World Series is Cleveland versus St. Louis, good luck striking up a conversation here in L.A. I'd love to see the Dodgers do well. I have nothing but respect for the Dodgers. I've been saying this is one of the great runs in the history of the National League, and part of me would like to see them win the World Series. Why? Because it would make it a no-doubter that this is one of the great teams in the history of the National League. So there you go. There you have it. I believe that the Dodgers are one of the great teams that's had one of their great years. And I think the fact that the chips are spread around, you didn't have that one player dominating, goes a long way in showing how deep this team was. So I think Freddie Freeman should probably win the National League MVP. The reason he didn't get who owns baseball is not because I have a vendetta, but also not because what I did was random. It was based on individual nights. And maybe Pete Alonso had more individual nights where he had the biggest numbers for the night than Freddie Freeman, who may have just been more slow and steady, wins the race. So I promised you I would address it. But now I'm going to take a look at the teams and I have a couple of thoughts, especially of how baseball is shooting themselves in the foot. And I'm going to tell you something, it is a surefire bet that some of these teams are going to be throwing some great pitchings and throw some really big thrillers. And if you're going to go and make your bets, go to betonline.net. It's your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. As always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, Boxing, and Golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. All right. Major League Baseball has to stop blackouts. And it's absurd that we're going to go into a postseason and the ability to be able to watch the postseason games on your device has been hampered with, tampered with, made incredibly difficult, or in some cases impossible. Blackout rules are arcane. Blackout rules are all stupid. Blackout rules are all from a different era. If you want to get young viewers 
Put the games where the young viewers are. Quit throwing it around to Amazon Prime or Apple TV. Quit trying to come up with new, cool programming for young kids and throw it on your MLB app so people know where the hell it is. And come postseason time, if you want to have a, a you charge a postseason plan or something, go ahead. You can make more money that way. If you want to show the ads that they would be showing on ESPN or Fox or wherever the hell it's playing, fine. But you can't black them out. You have to make a choice. You have to say, we want new viewers, new young viewers, or we want to kowtow to the television companies. You can't have both. Those young viewers aren't sitting in front of a television. And if you're not going to put it on the screen where they're looking at, guess what? They'll watch something else. It's only a slight move to touch YouTube or Netflix or Amazon or whatever. And guess what they're doing? They want to build an international audience, but they're blacking out the entire postseason and say, hey, once the game's over, you can watch it on archive. Great. Great. That's that's the world of 2022, isn't it? Watch it on reruns. I'll never, ever understand the mentality of Major League Baseball consciously making a decision to make their product worse. That will never, ever make sense to me. And that's exactly what they're doing. That is exactly what they're doing. They're taking the product away from young eyes and away from international fans. And they've made a conscious decision to do that. How are you going to grow your sport? How ridiculous is I'll tell you something that may not be as ridiculous, but it's something that I think they should do. You have four games going on, and obviously they want to play the New York game in primetime. That's going to get the most views. Then you have the other markets. Tampa Bay and Cleveland are starting at 9 a.m. Los Angeles time. I have a 9 a.m. meeting tomorrow. Okay? There's going to be a playoff game being played there. Philadelphia and St. Louis there's a lot of Philadelphia fans and a lot of St. Louis fans all across the country. You could make an argument that that would be a good primetime game to have. Then you have Seattle versus Toronto. That's at 1 o'clock. These are all Pacific time. I guess that's 4 o'clock on the East Coast. Mets Padres start at 8 at night. If that goes to extra, that's going to go until like 1 in the morning. Here's a thought, and it ties back to the MLB app. Start all four games at the same time. Start all four at the same time. And have the games available for if you want to if you want to do like a, a subscription, you want to do something else. Have the games available for maybe a higher price, and the local game will be available on your device or whatever. But have all four going on at the same time. Wouldn't that be just thrilling? Having four playoff games you can switch back and forth to all at once. Start them all around 6.30 East Coast time. 6.30 East Coast time, which is 3.30 our time. And you would have the games ending at a reasonable hour and all the fan bases to be able to see their team being played at a, you know, at a fun time to watch the game. If you're a Cleveland or Tampa Bay, you're going to get up at 1 in the afternoon to watch the game. You're at work. Now, it's different on Saturday. You'll be able to spread it out. I think that's fine. But the Friday game, I think all four should be played at the same time. That's my thought. 
on some of the programming here. Well, let's take a look at the matchups, though. Tampa is going to be playing the Guardians in Cleveland. McClanahan versus Bieber. Bieber's been spectacular down the stretch. McClanahan is a fine pitcher. That's an interesting pitching matchup. Um, I give the edge to Cleveland. I think Cleveland's going to win that series. The Philadelphia Phillies are going to be starting Zach Wheeler, very good pitcher. Quintana, who started the series the season with the Pirates, gets the ball for game one. Interesting they're giving him the ball. He's pitched very well down the stretch. Wheeler's a very good pitcher. This game is a borderline coin toss. About a month ago, I would have picked the Cardinals to win the World Series. If Wheeler can just pitch his game and the Phillies' bats can jump on Quintana, Cardinals may be facing a uh, – well, let me put it this way. I, I favor the Phillies in this matchup. I think this is going to go to a third game. Seattle is going to be starting Luis Castillo, another player acquired in midseason, uh, against Alec Manoa, the person that uh, my system, not the arbitrary part, but the system, showed had the highest who owns baseball for American League pitchers. That pitching matchup goes to Toronto. There's something about Seattle right now that makes them very dangerous. Uh, the single most intriguing game, and the game that has hu- could have huge shockwaves for the entire postseason, is going to go on in Flushing, Queens. Max Scherzer, future Hall of Famer, is on the bump for the Mets. Most of the times, that means it's a surefire win. Scherzer has, a, has had some great success in the postseason. He's also had some failure, and he's also been the victim of a terrible bullpen. I'm looking at you, 2013 Tigers. But you Darvish is pitching for San Diego. You Darvish has been fantastic down the stretch. And quite frankly, he would scare me if I were the Mets. The Mets could find themselves in a position where they have tied the Atlanta Braves, but by Saturday could be facing the end of their season. I'm not saying I think that's going to happen, but if any pitcher in any situation is one that could help topple Scherzer, it's you Darvish in the way that he's been pitching down the stretch. If the Mets fall back on their heels and are down 1-0, they're clearly going to have to burn all their best pitchers in games two and in game three if necessary. Even if they win, their rotation is going to be out of whack if they face Los Angeles. And if San Diego wins, well, then this is just going to have to go down as one of those type of years with the Mets. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to everything here and enjoying the podcast here. The playoffs are going to start um, here. You're going to be going to uh, sullybaseball.wordpress.com. You can see my official picks for who is going to win the baseball postseason. Uh, I'll tell you who they are right now as well. Um, I think Cleveland is going to beat Tampa Bay, and I think Seattle is going to beat the Toronto Blue Jays. I think uh, I think the Guardians are going to win in two. I think the Blue Jays, uh, the Mariners are going to win in three. I think the Cardinals are going to win in three against Philadelphia. I think the Phillies are going to win game one. The Cardinals win the next two. And I think the Mets are going to wind up beating San Diego in three games. I think Los Angeles is, I hate to say it, my Met fan friends, I think Los Angeles is going to pummel the Mets in three, sweep them. I also think that the... Cardinals are going to move on, and they're going to be swept by the Braves. 
and we're going to have a Braves-Dodgers rematch. I think both of those teams are poised to sweep whoever they face. Meanwhile, I think the Guardians are going to upset the New York Yankees. I think they just need to shut down Aaron Judge, and I think the Guardians are going to move on. Then I think Houston and Seattle are going to face off. I think it's going to go five, but I think Houston has the edge. I think the biggest upset is going to be Cleveland in the American League Championship Series. I think they're going to stun Houston and find themselves back in the World Series. Meanwhile, the Dodgers and the Braves are going to have another great NLCS with L.A. prevailing. And I predict that the Dodgers will sweep Cleveland. And I think the Dodgers will win the World Series in four and crown themselves as one of the great NL teams of all time. So thank you, everyone who contributed. Thanks for all your listening, and thanks for your questions. Baseball postseason starts tomorrow while I'm having a meeting in my job at 9 o'clock in the morning. So follow us at Lockdown MLB uh, Pods on Instagram and on Twitter. And I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Previewing the postseason and getting into what should be a fun October. This has been Lockdown MLB for the seventh day of October 2022. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.